are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, faith and fear do not stay together. My daughter gave me a plaque. It's hanging on the wall at home. In fact, I think she made it. It says, fear knocked at the door. Faith answered, and there was no one there. <laughs> Isn't that good? Glory to God. When fear knocks at your door, if faith answers, there will not be anyone there when you go to the door. Because faith will do away with fear. So it's not a matter of just wanting to believe God. It's a matter of making a decision to believe God based on the Bible facts of the Word of God or the promise or whatever it is you're believing about God. All right, we're talking about believing God. Let's look at something that Proverbs, the statement that's made in Proverbs. Proverbs, the 13th chapter in verse 12 and also Proverbs 18.1. I believe it's three things that Proverbs says that is a tree of life. Desire, when it cometh, is a tree of life. Now, you can take that two or three ways. Personally, I don't believe that it means when something you desired came becomes a tree of life to you. I believe that it is stating the fact that when desire hits you, it becomes a tree of life. When it becomes a desire of yours, it becomes a tree of life. Because what you desire, you speak, you talk about, you seek, and it becomes a tree of life to you. Then he says the wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Now, if you remember, there was a tree of life in the Garden of Eden. The closest thing you're going to get to the tree of life until you get to heaven or to that tree of life that's by the river is the wholesome tongue. It's a tree of life. The things you speak, speaking things in agreement with the Word of God, causing the manifestation of God's power and God's anointing. To bring about. Now, if we talk about truth, we have to make a decision to know the truth. Now, sometimes people, they have their heads made up and they don't want to be confused with facts. Have you ever noticed that some people are that way? Or maybe you hadn't met any of them. Jesus said, if you continue in the word, then are ye my disciples. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Continue in the word. Now Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. And see, if Jesus just said, if you abide in me, ask what you will, well, we'd have had it made, wouldn't it? But he didn't say that. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. It's easy to believe God when it looks like everything's going to happen just the way God promised. I mean, when everything's going good and you've been confessing a certain thing and it looks like it's coming to pass in the morning, it's easy to believe God. But what happens when they call and tell you it didn't work? That they gave the promotion to somebody else. Then what are you going to believe? If you're not careful, you'll be like Peter, fearing you'll begin to sink into despair. What do you do? You cast out the word. Why? Because you observe lying vanity. What did the wind have to do with walking on the water? Not one thing. Not one single thing. 
When they call and tell you that you're not getting the promotion or that you're laid off down at the plant, God's word still says the same. Whatever you do will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Now you've got to make a decision. What am I going to believe? If you fear, you're going to sink. Fear is faith in the devil. Now, I don't know any nicer way to put it. Let me show you something. The Bible says, faith, Paul said, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If faith in God comes by hearing the word of God, there's an opposite end of that truth. Did you know there's a reciprocal of every truth? So if faith in God comes by hearing the word of God, then faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. That's the opposite end of that truth. If faith then is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, then fear, which is an opposite force of faith, is the substance of things not desired. Now we'll just let that hang there a little bit. Fear is the substance of things not desired, the same as faith is the substance of things desired. Peter didn't desire to sink, but he did. Or he began to sink because he feared. Now, Job proved that that would work. Job said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. See, he didn't just fear, he was highly developed in it. He greatly feared. Ecclesiastes, I believe it's chapter 10, I don't remember which verse, says that if a man breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Job had a hedge about him. He tore the hedge down, the serpent bit him. Fear tore the hedge down. Now, what we need to realize is that faith is the ability to conceive God's Word in the human spirit that will cause a manifestation of that Word or promise in your life. I call faith the divine energy of God. Second Peter chapter 1 says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How many things? All things. God's already given them. Then why don't we have them? Because faith is a substance of those things. And that faith for those promises, those things that God has already given, is in the Word of God. The law of Genesis says the seed is in itself. The ability to cause the manifestation of an ear of corn is in the seed itself. So if you're after corn, you don't go after stalks, you go after seed. Now the promise has the seed in itself. The ability to cause the manifestation of God's promise in your life, in your finances, in your physical body, is in the promise itself. That's where it is. And it's called faith. It's a spiritual force. It's the divine energy of God. It has been released in His Word. So faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. Now we've made a circle and we've come back to this. I want to bring this back in and tie it together. It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith when you don't know what God's will is. The reason for that is that the faith to cause the manifestation of what you're praying for is in the Word itself. If you don't have the word concerning that, you can't have the faith for it. 
Because the seed is in the promise itself. Now that's why it's so futile for individuals that don't know the Word of God, don't know what God's will is, to go around praying, Lord, if it be thy will, do this or do that, when the Bible specifically says what the will of God is concerning that. Now, there are certain things that the Bible doesn't tell you what the, specifically, whether this is the will of God or that is the will of God in making some decision. You have to take principles from the Word of God and discern by revelation of the Spirit what God's will is concerning that matter. But yet, you can do that in every aspect of life. Because it doesn't say, just, thus saith the Lord, do this or do that. Or get a job down at the Coca-Cola bottling company. <laughs> you have to get some things by asking and believe you received and confess that you have the wisdom of God. Now take for instance, if you need the wisdom of God in a matter to make a decision, what does the Word say about it? Are you to pray, Lord, if it be thy will, give me wisdom. <laughs> well, you might as well be fishing somewhere on the creek bank, you know. Because you couldn't have any faith in that prayer because you don't know what the will of God is. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask. He giveth to all men liberally, upbraideth not, it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven of the wind and tossed. And let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So when you ask for the wisdom of God... I don't care if you didn't have any revelation that you saw no bright lights, no bells ring, you got no revelation at all. You ask God for the wisdom of God concerning this matter. Say, thank you, Father. I believe that I receive the wisdom of God. For you said all things whatsoever I ask in prayer, believing I shall receive. Therefore, I believe I receive. Thank God I have the wisdom of God. And go away praising God that you have the wisdom of God when it comes time to make the decision. You will have the wisdom of God. It's that simple. You see, you may not know that you have the wisdom of God. See, what Peter was doing when he was walking on that water, when he got to looking at the waves and the wind, he's trying to figure out if I can continue to do this. Now, if you've asked God for the wisdom of God, and it just seemed like you don't know what to do. You don't have any great revelation. You expected God to write it in the sky. You expected some minister to call you and say, Thus saith the Lord. But it comes time to make the decision and you're there. You're on the spot. You've got to make the decision now. What do you do? Say, Thank God the Spirit of truth within me. He teaches me. I have the wisdom of God. Now just search your heart and say, what is it I desire to do? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You delighted yourself in his word. You did what his word said to do. Whatever the desire is that's in your heart, that is the wisdom of God. Do it. Now see, you've got to be careful with that. You've got to be dedicated to that. But you see, there's many people struggle with that idea. How do I find the wisdom of God? You ask for it. Can you see that? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week on the broadcast, we're offering CD offer number 7233. That's CD offer number 7233, Cure for Doubt and Unbelief. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. It's offer number 7233, Cure for Doubt and Unbelief. In Matthew, the 21st chapter, 
verse 21, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, if you had faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Now notice he said, if you have faith and doubt not. Now how could you have faith and still doubt? Evidently you can, or Jesus wouldn't have said it that way. Well, in Mark's gospel, the first chapter, we have a classic example of this. The leper came to Jesus, said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He knew Jesus could. He had great faith that he could. He just did not know whether he would or not. Some of you in the same situation, you don't know whether God will or not. Will he do this? And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched the man, and no power flowed. He's just as crippled as he ever was, until Jesus said, I will be thou clean. Mark records it this way. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. Now, there's a truth there that you need to get a hold of. Because if you have faith and you doubt in your heart, then it's not going to come to pass. You could have great faith that God could, but not have any faith that God would at this time. The Word of God is the cure for doubt and unbelief. Jesus proved that. When he said, I will, be thou clean, he answered the man's question, and the man got healed immediately. That's offer number 7233, cure for doubt and unbelief. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, one Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.